welcome to the Jason Claus Show. Today we're going to be talking about, as always, good ideas for busy managers. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the show. I'm Jason Claus, I'm your host, and today we're going to be talking about some really good ideas for busy managers just like you. A little bit of housekeeping first, because I know this is a new show and I know most of you, if you're getting this podcast, the reason is we've met before. Um, I've been out to talk to you about IT services. In my job, I meet with really, really interesting people and managers that are constantly trying to come up with good ways to motivate their people, build culture, get to where they want to be, get their people and their team to where they want to be. And people share these ideas with me. And I've just been kind of keeping them and sharing them sort of ad hoc. And I thought that putting together a show like this and the associated website might be a great way to share these ideas with other people. Because I've I've been lucky enough to just kind of become part of a of a really great community. So my goal is to try to put together one to two of these shows a month. Right now it's more like one show a month, but as I get my meeting rhythm going and as I get my kind of my ducks in order, I think I'll be able to uh, to be more consistent with two shows a month. But you know, bear with me while I get this thing up and going. Um and I hope you'll join me. I hope that if you're listening to this and you find something interesting in one of the episodes or maybe even, boy, it would be awesome if you went back and listened to some of the other episodes. If you're getting something from it, I hope that you'll leave a comment. I hope you'll hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, if we're not already connected, please try to connect with me. That's probably the primary way I uh, I keep in contact with people. Um and I, I, I just really want this to, to be a, a, a place where, where people can come and share uh, ideas about what they're doing with their teams. Because um, we know there's a lot of information out there. Um, I, just, I, I just really have, uh, have high hopes for what this, this might become. But it's not going to become anything without, uh, without help, so I'm kind of depending on you. Today, I got a couple of things for us to go over. First, I got a, a cool Excel tip. Um, I've been using it, and uh, I'm going to share it with you. And then we're going to talk about a framework that uh, a mentor of mine taught me for diagnosing issues with your team. When you're not getting what you want or what you expect, um, this is a tool that he used uh, with me and with my teammates uh, to figure out where we were or where he was. He taught it to me, and today I'm going to share it with you. Um, the the fella's name is Rick Shirley. So Rick, thank you so much. I uh, I use this all the time, and you've had a you've had a bigger impact on me and my career than I think you know. So thank you. And then we're going to end up with some announcements. Um, but just getting into it here. So uh, that Excel tip that I was telling you about. It's it. There's a video. I'm going to include a link to the video in the show notes. Um, a fella named Danny Rocks created. I think he's got his own channel, Danny Rocks. And by the way, Danny, you have a really cool name, which I think is that that's awesome, Danny Rocks. That's how I would say it if I were you, Danny Rocks. The tip: how to use how to how to create structured formulas. That's the title. It's all about creating tables in Excel. And I didn't know this tip for a really long time. And I work with with larger um, ranges of data. A lot of times I'm working with spreadsheets. Um, a lot of times it's customer information, orders, things like that. And, and one of the challenges is every time I make a change to a formula 
or um, uh, a change that, that is going to be impacted in all the cells, then I have to go and go through the process of applying all of that to that range of data. And by using the, the table functionality in, in, in Microsoft Excel, I actually can do all of that on the fly uh, and, and apply uh, a, a, an amended formula on the fly to the entire column within the range. It also has some really cool formatting capabilities that's really helpful to me um, because it's, you know, when you're looking at a, at, a, at a spreadsheet that's just got lots of data, having the, you know, having the different colored rows is really helpful. And you get that automatically uh, with this function. The other thing is it's got some cool tools to, to, to make it look like a table and to get you a total col uh, row at the bottom. Anyway, it's, I think it's worth giving a look the next time that you have to, to build out a spreadsheet um, where you're going to be, where, where if it looked prettier, or if you could have, um, you know, some of this, you know, uh, build it once and then apply it to a whole row or a whole column. I think it would be helpful. So I would suggest that you check that out if you don't know that tip already. Uh, and I'm going to keep trying to find good, um, good tips uh, around the, the Microsoft Office product. There's just, there are so many features in that tool set. And I think I heard somewhere that most of us only use like 25 to 30% of that functionality. I think I probably use even less than that, or at least at one point, I probably use less than that. But as I pick up new ideas and new tips, I'm using them more and more. So in addition to the framework that, uh, that, that I wanted to talk to you about that Rick, uh, that Rick gave me, I also found a, a quick video. Um, I think I've talked about Dave Crenshaw before. I just really like this guy. I think he's, he's constantly posting really good information. He posted a, a video that, that you can watch. Um, it's up on his website, JaveCrenshaw.com. And he came up with five steps to correcting mistakes, employing mistakes. He works with a lot of entrepreneurs and um, He's written he's written some good books. He wrote um, he wrote the myth of multitasking, and that book actually really had an impact on me. I'll probably do an episode dedicated just to that uh, at some point. Um, but but today, right? So five steps to correcting mistakes, and here's what he came up with. Um, first step, and this is a really good one. This is and this has to be done before um, you need to do coaching with your people. Have recurring meetings. People need to believe that there's going to be a point where they're going to get to talk to you, uh, and it's not uh, it's not a drive-by. Um, I I think that that uh, that this has been been really important for me, just making sure I have that time with my manager, and also um, giving that time to the people that uh, that are depending on me uh, in those instances. Step number two: Make sure you're building trust. Be a coach slash mentor. Right, it's way easier to accept correction when the intent behind it is to make me better or to make your people better. Um, again, something that you need to be doing before you run into uh, to issues. Three, and I really like this one: ignore one-time incidents. Right, incidents tend to solve themselves. I think uh, I think my manager is really really good about just kind of noting that something happened and making sure that she noticed that I or that I noticed that she noticed and then I'm going to work really hard to try to try to correct that um, but I don't get a lot of coaching on it right up right up front um, Dave's point is is that patterns need attention but one-time things don't necessarily need uh, they, they don't they don't folks don't need to be coached up for one-time instances 
Number four, here's another gem. Use what questions as opposed to why questions. And his point here is, is that why questions tend to have a, 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 an accusational connotation to them. Right? What happened is, is, uh, is easier to accept than why did this happen. Um, and I like that. I like the I like this idea, and I'm trying. I'm actually I'm trying to use this all the time. Um, I'm trying to use it with my kids, which is um, uh, it's amazing how much of this stuff applies to to being a parent. Um, Particular, well, I, I I guess that's another topic for another time. And then finally, number five is make sure to follow up. And I think this is a place where I fall down a lot, uh, I th- and I don't think I'm alone here, right? You, um, circling back around to see how things are going, to see to see if the 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 effort that was put into coaching the the the, the teachable moment uh, had an impact, uh, and that you're and that you're getting closer to the results that you want. So that's what that's what Dave has for us. Again. Um, I, I think it would be better, much better if you just hit the link. I, the The video isn't uh, isn't super long, um, and I thought it was really really helpful. So check that out. Um, again, you can find that in the show notes. Um, all right. And so now, what I'm going to do, you know, the the coolest thing about this about this process that uh, that I'm about to share with you is that on my very first day of work at Bravo Marketing, Rick Shirley shared this presentation with me, and. And it's always just kind of stuck with me. And then every time we were going through something, he would go back to what we're, we're, we're going to share here. Um, and so he started at the beginning by, by, by sharing what, what, what his values were and what his beliefs were with me. Uh, and so I copied that. And so every time I have a new teammate starting or every time I had a new teammate starting that I was going to be responsible for, day one we would go through uh, a PowerPoint presentation and, and have a conversation about what are my values and what are my beliefs and what are, what are, what's the, the culture of this team that you're joining? And as the leader, how, you know, how, do, I, how do I try to, uh, to, to impact that? Um, and I, I start with a great quote, right? To, every, to his dog, every man is Napoleon, hence the popularity of dogs. I, just, and, and I don't even know who it's attributed to. Um, but I, but I love that because to me, it's just, you know, everyone wants to do a good job. At least that's what my beliefs are, right? If you, if, uh, if, if somebody got through the hiring process and they're on your team, you probably believe that they want to be, they want to do a, they want to do a good job. They also, um, have, have a notion of, of being good, being competent, um, and they want to hear that. Right, they want to. They want to know that. Um, so, I bring the quote up because I because I want to make sure that uh, that people know where I'm coming from, and I and I want to see if they identify with it. Um, so there's that, and then I talk about my values. Right. So, and here they are. I've written them down. Right. I believe that success is 10% knowledge and 90% attitude and self discipline. That's something I took directly from from another mentor of mine, Gary Pika. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, I believe that it's better to take action, uh, that on balance, a mistake is way better than waiting to be told what to do. Um, I value that. I, I, I appreciate that. And, and I try to surround myself with leaders up the chain and team members that are on my team that also believe that. 
I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, and I always want to assume positive intent. This is an aspirational value. It's not, it, it's not easy to live out, um, but that's what I want. I want to be easy to do business with. I want to smile. I believe that's infectious. I believe people crave that. Um, and I'm going to laugh too. I want to have fun as much as I can. Good quality, happy fun. Um, and I want to be curious about things and take calculated risks. So those are, those are the types of things that are important to me, and I want to make sure I share that at the very beginning with, uh, with folks. Um, and, I, and then I kind of move into um, what's called the levels of freedom and, and how eventually I, I would like to work uh, with my team members. And so there's sort of a, there's this, this upward scale. At the bottom of the scale, um, when you first start, you're waiting to be told what to do. Then you start asking what you should do. Then you move above sort of the doing line and start moving into the line where I feel like I can, you know, credibly start delegate, delegating tasks to you. That first level is you start recommending and then you act. And then you act without making a recommendation and then you report back to me immediately. And then the final level, the ideal sort of holy grail of levels of freedom and how I want to work with my team members is you act and then we have sort of a regular meeting rhythm where you're routinely reporting on your, on, on, on your goings-ons. So that's kind of the scale and it, and it starts at the bottom with, with waiting to be told what to do. Day one, where do I sit, right? I don't, uh, what, I, what I share with folks is that I don't, my, my expectation and my plan for you is that we don't spend a lot of time here. Right? Because if you're waiting around for me to tell you what to do, that's, that is not a good place for you to be. That's, that's, that is a, a recipe for um, poor job satisfaction. So I want you to move as quickly as you can to start looking for things to do. Right? What should I be working on? And, and, as, and as quickly as I can, I want to move out of that doing continuum and move into a continuum where I can feel like I can... Uh, safely delegate tasks to you and believe that they're going to get accomplished. I want to move you into that that area where you as the teammate see, uh, see a job that needs to be done. You know what to do. Um, you, you, you flag me down. You say, here's, the, here's the, what's going on. Here's what I think we should do. Um, and then you go and do it, right? And you know, over the first three months of, of, of working together, this is kind of the this is kind of what I'd like to see from you. Once we get into the you know you know fourth month, I'd like to see you um, acting and then reporting back. Right? There's things that you see, you know what to do, you you know you have the authority to do it. You feel confident that you have the authority to do it. You feel confident in your ability to get it done. So you get it done, and then you report back to me on on what happened. Um, and then finally, like I said, the ideally. You know, six months into into things, um, you know your job. You know what you need to be doing. Um, as as things come up, you act, and then in our morning meeting, you're uh, you're reporting back your key numbers to me, or in our uh, in our monthly one on one, you're talking to me about something that happened. Um, and and flowing through this uh, levels of freedom sort of uh, sort of hierarchy. Is it is is really important um, to me and, and to uh, and to the and to, and to the team member, right? Because that, that's where ultimate job satisfaction kind of kind of resides at the top of that continuum, where uh, I know what I'm supposed to do, um, 
when things come up, I feel confident and empowered to do those things. And um, routinely, I'm touching base with my uh, with my manager and reporting back on uh, on my comings and goings. So now to the to, to the, the 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 topic uh, the, the the topic's title's sake, right? Um, when someone is up in that level and I'm, you know, somewhere on that continuum form, that's where I, you know, I'm going to look there first. But when I'm not getting the performance that I want, or when we're as leaders not getting the performance that are, that we want, um, there's really only five reasons why we're not getting what uh, what we're looking for. Um, and I'm just going to walk you through the different uh, the different things to consider, right? Fifty percent of the time, the reason that we're not getting what we want from a team member is because they don't know what to do, right? It's a it's a communication problem, and in my own uh, in my own career, I've I, I've I've experienced this, and uh, in working with team members, I've uh, I've seen that happen too. Um, the, 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 the way to resolve it is to communicate, which sounds duh. But communicating isn't as easy as uh, as 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 the word implies. Um, but so so m- most of the time, when we don't get what we want, when we're not getting the performance that we want from our team, we need to look here. Did you not know what to do? That's the the, the that's the, the the question that we're trying to get at. Twenty five percent of the time, uh, the reason is that the 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 teammate didn't know how to do it right in which case it's a training issue right this comes up all the time with with like uh, like software packages um uh, you know the, the crm tool or the 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 business system or you know the the spreadsheet just just d- didn't make sense um or maybe it's a process thing um in which case the prescription is it's it, it's a training issue right so so here we are 75% of the time when we're looking at why we didn't get the performance we wanted, could be because because we didn't communicate properly with our team, or because we didn't train our team properly. Right? There's a theme emerging here. Right? The 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 root cause of the issue is never the employee. Right? In 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 this framework. Right? It doesn't have any room for me to point it at my team member and to say you did something wrong. Right? It's always me. I'm always responsible. And what I love about that, if I'm always responsible, then that gives me the empowerment to find the way to solve the problem working with my team member. Which brings me to, well, well, we'll get to some of the other ones here, right? 13% of the time, the reason we didn't get what we wanted is because the team member was prevented from doing the work, right? Great example here is interdepartmental issues, right? Uh, uh sale a uh, a uh, uh, sales contract that uh that that's getting uh that's getting gummed up somehow in um uh, it, you know in finance or um delivery of uh, of a of product that 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 got gummed up with something that's outside of the um the team member's control right they were prevented so the prescription there is to dig into it and figure out how to remove obstacles right manager to manager or leader to leader sitting down and going hey here's what here's what happened it's kind of a recurring thing or is it a recurring thing and 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 what do we need to do to make this easier for our people um i've had recently had a great example of this with my boss's boss 
um, just kind of jumping in with, uh, into some, uh, into some operations things and just saying, look, here's what, here's what we need to be doing on our side. And I'm working with the other department and, and really advocating for, uh, for, for better engagement here. And we're going to solve this problem. And, and, and as an employee, I believe that. And, and I'm, I'm inspired to work even harder on my part and, and make sure that I'm cooperating the best I can. I, I think that, um, uh, Darren Darren Bowers, my uh, my my boss's boss. He's the the regional vice president for All Covered, and and this was this is him walking out that. And uh, I just want to uh, want to say thank you for that, Darren. Seven percent of the time, the the team member can't do the job. Right, seven percent of the time they can't do the job, and that means I hired the wrong person, right? and it happens. Um, not often, but it does happen. But it's still up to me. And, you know, now we're getting to a point where the, you know, maybe we need to move the person into a new role or, or maybe we need to look, you know, look to, to getting them into something else where they can be more successful uh, and, and difficult conversations that need to happen there. Um, one of the things I find really encouraging about this deck is that it's 7% of the time. It, that it's, a, it's, a, it's a small percentage of the time that this is the case. Um and I hang on to that when, uh, uh, you know, when, when it's, I've had to do this. And I think we all have had to do this. Um, I think we've put it, I think, I know personally, I've put the prescriptive course of action off longer than I should have. And, and I knew sooner that, uh, that, that this was the, this was the case because you, you, this is not a fun place to live, but you know, that is the reality. That's the reality of the situation. And then 5% of the time, um, it's that they don't want to do it, which means it's the incentive system. Um, I, I think this plays out in a, you know, everyone knows that I, I've always worked in a sales organization. And, you know, this plays out all the time. And, you know, what is it that you don't want to do? Right? What, what, what conversation don't you want to have? What telephone call don't you want to make? Things along those lines. But there's, you know, there's others, uh, other examples, uh, you know, uh, meetings that that, that people uh, have have scheduled other things around that they don't want to attend, things like that. Um, but the prescription prescription is to examine the incentive system, right? So I'm just going to go back through it, right? There's only five reasons for non-performance. They didn't know what to do, in which case it's a communication problem. They didn't know how to do it, in which case it's a training problem. They were prevented from doing it, in which case we need to get in, investigate, and try to remove obstacles. They can't do it, and we really need to think about, you know, team members on the bus at that point, or they don't want to do it, in which case it's an incentive issue. So that's that, and and when Rick shared it with me, this made a lot of sense to me. Um, and then as he would, as as we would do our work, and I moved through that. That, that first part, the, the levels of freedom continuum that I was talking about, he would say, okay, where are we at right now, right? Is it that you don't know what to do? Is it no? Okay, is it that you, you don't know how to do it? Yeah, that's kind of it. Okay, well, how do we get you, get you into a place where, we, where, you feel, where you feel like you know how to do what you're doing or how to do the, uh, the, the task that we, uh, that we needed you to do? 
Um, and it didn't necessarily, training doesn't necessarily mean that, that I had to go to school or that I had to get some, you know, had to, had to sign up for a course or something like that. Maybe it just meant that I needed to listen to, 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 to a couple of other team members, or maybe Rick had some, some wisdom to share with me about how to get this one thing accomplished. Um, but using that framework, it was always a way that he used to make the conversation about solving the problem and not about making me feel bad, right? Not about making me feel like I did something wrong. It was always about improving things. And, um, and that has always stuck with me. And I've always tried to make that the, the, the foundation of, the, of the, the coaching conversations that I've always had with, with team members where I've been in a position to do that. So finally, where do you, you know, where do you apply this um, is the, I, I guess, is, is, is one, of the, one of the other things, right? And I used my meeting rhythm as a way to do it, right? Every day at 9 o'clock, I had a huddle, 15-minute conversation where we went over, you know, we went over good news. We went over uh, key numbers. We talked about stucks. That was a great place for me to get it. Where are, where are they not getting what they want? Where am I not getting what I want, right? And I would use the five reasons um, continually when they would talk about where they were stuck. And then we talk about quick questions. And I'm probably going to do a whole nother episode. I, I am going to do a whole nother episode on, on meetings and meeting rhythm. Um, I would use these tools during our weekly sales meeting. Um, I would use them on my monthly one-on-ones and I'd use them during, um, uh, the monthly team meetings. Um, if, if we, if we got there, you know, um, uh, monthly team meetings were all about goals versus results. And, and, uh, sometimes, the results weren't what we wanted, right? So that's kind of the show for today. Um, I hope that you're finding it valuable. Um, if you are finding the show uh, something that's that that is uh, is doing what it's supposed to do, right? That it's bringing good ideas to you that you might not have heard before, or maybe that you heard before and now you're ready to to, to give you know give some of them a, a, a try, applying them to the. Uh, to, to, to the, the, the daily in and out of your job. Um, I hope you'll head on over to the website. Um, the website is jasonclaws.com. You can leave a comment. You can, uh, from, from there, you can, you know, get to all my contact information and all of my present, you know, LinkedIn, like I said, is probably the best way to try to connect with me. Uh, you could also, if you want to, you can sign up for the, for the email newsletter, um, uh, start sending out um, additional ideas that maybe don't make the podcast or things like that. And then finally, if you if you're a, a podcast user, um, uh, more generally, um, I'd love it if you could come and rate the show. Um, our next meeting, or the next time we do uh, uh, the next next show, um, is going to be uh, on on team meeting rhythm, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing that show. Uh, that's a uh, that's that. So I appreciate you sticking with me through the whole thing. Like I said, I hope, uh, hope you found this valuable. Until next time, my name's Jason Claus. Have a good one.